At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. that could make a Wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is our number two of the Great Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And you've got in 15 minutes some future talk coming up as Jason Weingarten. He does the great show slash podcast, The Wide World of Weingarten, here at the network. He's going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at what he makes out of the card this week in the NFL. If there's a little bit of value that might be still remaining in terms of some of these futures, odds to be able to make the playoffs, division odds. I know that he does a great job with those. So we're going to be getting his take on that in about 15 minutes. And we're going to be taking a look at a little bit of college basketball this hour. And also going to be taking a look at a little bit of NBA, whether that be in 45 minutes or an hour. That is a question most likely going to be in 45 minutes, but We've got a lot that is on tap in the association as well because the old saying is the NBA really doesn't get started until after Christmas. Well, it is now after Christmas, and we've been seeing some very fascinating results in the league thus far this season. So we're going to be hitting upon that, and here in this segment, we're going to be looking at the other form of basketball. That would be college basketball. We've got a short slate that is coming up, but I do think that there's a little bit of money out there on the board, and in the last segment I was talking about, some of the most and least profitable teams in all of college basketball. How about if we take a look at one of the most profitable teams, and they are going to be the basis of my DK Nation write-up. This is 306-787-306-788. Texas A&M is going to be playing us to Northwestern State. The Demons of Northwestern State are a 17.5-point underdog. Seeing some 17s out there as well. Total on this game, it is 146. And with Northwestern State, they are going to be the basis of my write-up. 
They've been 9-2 against the spread, and they're still getting really badly disrespected. And this is something that you do want to be taking a look at in terms of college basketball because the transfer portal, it is as prevalent as ever before. But what I like about Northwestern State is that there was quite a bit of familiarity with everyone that is on the roster of this team because Northwestern State did make a little bit of a coaching change during the offseason, but they brought in a gentleman by the name of Corey Gibson. He was on the coaching staff of Missouri State last year. He brought with him a trio of guys in Jamonta Black, you're able to throw in there, uh, Marcus Sharp, and then Isaac Haney. These three guys have come in, and they have been absolutely superb for this Northwestern State team, a Northwestern State team that been able to do a nice job of being able to put the biscuit in the basket. 69-plus points in seven out of their last eight games, and this trio in Black, Haney, and Sharp, they're combining for 41.9 points, 5.9 assists, and 4.9 steals per contest. All three of them averaging at least 12 points per game, so they have been nothing short of superb. And now they're going up against the Texas A&M team that last game that they were a double-digit favorite in, they were at home against Wofford. They didn't just not cover that game. They lost it outright, and for Texas A&M, they are currently allowing opponents to shoot 36.2% from three. That's on par with how Northwestern State has been shooting all year long from three. That's 282nd in the country. They rank 148th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. And the Aggies, they've got Wade Taylor the fourth, and I like what he's able to do for this team. He's been able to give you 15 points, 3.5 assists, 2.5 steals per game. And then after that, you've got balance in terms of the rebounding of Texas A&M. You've got four different guys that they all give you between 5.2 and 4 rebounds per game. That would be Julius Marble, Henry Coleman, Tyrese Radford, Texas Dennis. They're all in that full, but they're all just sort of guys. They don't necessarily jump off off the page. You're expecting a little bit more from the Texas A&M defense, and they really don't bomb it terrifically from three-point range themselves. They're shooting about 32.8% from three-point range, so I mean, they've been okay, but they're also very undisciplined as well. This is a Texas A&M team that is currently ranked 350th in all of college basketball in terms of fouls given on a defensive play. When you're giving up threes, when you're giving up all these fouls, that is a big, giant issue. And Northwestern State has been able to do a good job of being able to hit the glass as well. Now, some of these games came against non-D1 teams, and that's going to hike things up just a little bit. But maybe they will come up with a little bit over 13 offensive rebounds per game. Meanwhile, for Texas A&M, They've got a lot of guys that they give you five, six rebounds per game, but they don't necessarily have that one or two guys that are necessarily doing a supreme job on the glass. Texas A&M, they've been able to pull down about 33.2% of their misses for offensive rebounds, so they've been able to do a solid job there, but Northwestern State, they're able to match up right around 31.5% of their misses get pulled down as an offensive rebound as well. So I think Northwestern State, Catching 17 and a half, it's just too many in this spot. And we've been noticing this team getting undervalued. And for Northwestern State, they've already had good results as a big underdog. They won outright against TCU. Granted, a TCU team that at the time, they were dealing with quite a few injuries. They went to this great state of Texas. They pulled that off. They went to the great state of Texas against Baylor. They held in there to the tune of 10 points when they were more around about a 25 to a 26 point underdog. I think that they're going to be able to do so here as well. They've got okay depth. It's not great, but it's not terrible as well. And if you might have been hearing a little bit more about Northwestern State for maybe things that aren't related to betting, they've got the 
gentleman and Ansel Emanuel, the first ever one-handed scholarship basketball player. He's also on the roster as well. So we've got a lot of great appeal here with Northwestern State. I think that they should be able to hold in this game. I set my number more around 13. So getting between 17 and 17 and a half, I think it's good value. My right up here is going to be on the spread of Northwestern State, getting those 17 to 17 and a half points. Also did set my total at 141. Northwestern State has been pretty consistent with their offense. Texas A&M, they're a mid-tempo team. I remember when Buzz Williams was able to have his most success with Texas A&M. They were going a little bit more slow, a little bit more controlled. I do think that Texas A&M, having just the bigger bodies in general in this game, they're going to be looking to slow this game down just a little bit more. So I'm going to be taking a look at this total under and my write-up. That is based around Northwestern State being able to get these 17 to 17 and a half points. Now let's take a look at a team that I highlighted a little bit in our number one based on the fact that, well, they have not been covering a lot of spreads. This is going to be 306, 785, 306, 786. You've got Notre Dame, and they are going to be playing us to Jacksonville. Jacksonville is at DraftKings, still finding themselves as an 8.5-point underdog. We have seen some moves on this game down to 7.5, and your total on this game, it is 129 to 130. And the moves between 8.5 and 7.5, that's right in the middle of my number. I did make Notre Dame an 8-point favorite. Firstly, I would rather take 8.5 here with Jacksonville rather than lay 7.5, and the big reason why is because of the tempos that these two teams play at. If you were to utilize animals in order to describe this game, you would need to bust out just a whole bunch of tortoises because both of these teams are in the bottom 15 in the country in terms of possessions per game. It's super-duper slow versus very super-duper slow in this game. In Jacksonville, they are 359th in the country in terms of possessions per game. But Jacksonville, what I do think that they're going to do a good job of is being able to control the glass. Because with this Jacksonville team, they're going up against another name bunch. That they do have Nate Lashevsky, who is going to be the best scorer in this game. He's able to give you 15 points, 7 boards. He's been able to shoot over 40% from three-point range as well. So give a lot of credit where credit is due. And you do have sort of that heat-check score for Jacksonville. Lashevsky is a six foot ten combo player. Meanwhile, KV on Nolan, he is very versatile for this team, and he's been able to give the team 14 points, four boards, four and a half assists from three-point range. He's been able to bomb it at right around 36% from three-point range. We've already seen him go and have seasons where he shot 40 plus percent from three-point range. But fast said, you've got a trio of guys that all give you between 4.3 and 6 rebounds per game. Jordan Davis, you've got Ose Osifo, and then you're able to throw in there as well Josiah Powell, and now Omar Payne, who missed a few games a little bit earlier on during the season. He's been able to come back. He was a former top winner recruit that began his career at Florida, spent a year at Illinois, was not really able to find his footing there. Be able to give the team a block and a half for contest. Should be able to do a good job on the interior. And I think the big key for Jacksonville is cutting off the three-point arc of this Notre Dame team. And they've been able to do so very well. As you've got a Jacksonville team that is holding opponents to shooting 27.8% from three-point range. That's in the top 25 in all of college basketball. And Notre Dame, all they want to do is just shoot it from three-point range. Notre Dame. Overall, they've been taking about 23 three-pointers per contest, and they shoot at about a 39% clip. And we have to give credit to J.J. Sarlin. He's been able to get the team 20-plus points in three out of the last four games. And overall for the season, he's been able to chip in their 13.5 points per game. And then you've got Trey Wirtz, Cormac Ryan, Dane Goodwin. These three guys, they combined to be able to give you about 34.5, 35 points per contest. And you've got two of these guys in Ryan Goodwin. 
Defiant shoot about 46% from three-point range. Notre Dame very good at the free throw line, but they don't get there very often because with Notre Dame, they're spending so much time taking all these threes. They rank in the top 10 nationally in terms of free throw shooting percentage, but not being able to get there very often, that's going to be a little bit of an undoing. They don't necessarily do a great job on the offensive glass to start with, and I do think that Jacksonville being able to slow this game down, being able to hit the glass, that is going to be very beneficial for them going up against a Notre Dame team that among your 363 D1 teams, they rank about 304th in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. Jacksonville last year, they were actually a top 75 team in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. They're now more in the neighborhood, about 150th, but I do think that they're going to do a nice job being able to control the glass in this circumstance. And with two of the slowest teams at all of college basketball, makes things a little bit befuddling in terms of taking a look at this total, but I'm going to be willing to take a look at the under. I did set my total at a 125 and a half, and matter of fact, as I am doing this segment right now, DraftKings just moved from an 8.5 to a 7.5, so if you continue to have this shrink downward, like I was talking about in the last segment, taking a look at these teams that have been either demonstratively good or demonstratively bad against the spread, you can continue to ride it until you see a little bit of a market shift I do think that now we're starting to see a little bit of a market shift on Notre Dame. So, personally, I would still rather have the 8.5 taking the points with Jacksonville rather than laying the 7.5 with Notre Dame just because you got a little bit of a slowdown game. It's harder to be able to win by margin. That holds true in both football and basketball. So, right now, still taking a look at the 8.5 with Jacksonville. But if we continue to shrink downward, that could be a little bit more of a look there. And I did set my total at 125. So anywhere between 129 and 130. Going to be taking a look at the under in this circumstance. Got a few other college basketball games that we're going to be taking a look at. But relatively dry card there. And we're going to be, as a result, taking a look at a little bit more NBA later on. But coming up next, we have to hit some futures. As Jason Weingarten, he does a great job with the show slash podcast here at the network. The wide world of Weingarten. He's got a lot of futures that are at play, whether that be some divisional futures, whether that be some in terms of things like, oh, I don't know, comeback player of the year. We're going to be talking about that next with them here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. College Bowl season is here on VSEN as you cover. We've got picks on the spread and the total for every single bowl game. Head on over to VSEN.com and check out all of our bowl betting coverage. And while you're there, now's a great time to become a VSEN Pro subscriber for just $79. You'll get access to everything that we do now through the Big Dance over there at vsun.com slash subscribe as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsun, the Sports Bank Network. We're being joined now by Jason Weingarten. He does a great job here at the network with the show slash podcast, The Wide World of Weingarten. You're able to get that wherever your podcast. And Jason, hopefully your holiday weekend was terrific. And thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. It was a fun weekend. It was uh, sports sports delivered all weekend this 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 holiday. Absolutely. And I know that you're a big time futures player. And I want to throw at you this question before we dive into some of these specific markets, because I know that now that we're down to two weeks left in the NFL regular season, we've got all of these scenarios where it comes down to just how a team plays the last two weeks, whether or not they're going to wrap up a division, whether or not they're going to be able to say get in the playoffs. So we've got a lot of ancillary markets. How would you be playing things right now? if you were to be taking a look at some of these futures, because I do think that perhaps some money line rollovers sometimes is a little bit of a better decision rather than just taking a look at yes, no, to make the playoffs, win the division, what have you. But I feel like it's sort of different bets for different situations when it comes down to the final few weeks like we've got. Yeah, you know, uh, money money line parlays or rollovers are always going always to be the way to go um, late, late in the season, especially if you get final week scenarios where X team has to win and another team has to lose. And then you could kind of do correlated parlays on the final uh, Sunday of the season. It happened last year with the Jaguars having to, uh, to beat the Colts and then, you know, carried over into the, the primetime uh, Raiders chargers game, which was quite the memorable, um, you know, end of an NFL season, but you could definitely get situations like that where, crazy things happen the final week of the season and crazy things always do happen the final week of the NFL season. Nothing's ever, you know, no, you don't just go out there and win because you're supposed to in the NFL. 
Oh, absolutely, because I do take a look at some of these futures right now. Like, if you take a look at the division winner between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers, the Panthers currently find themselves at 3-1, to one, and for the Panthers to be able to get in the playoffs, they essentially need to win this week, and they need to win next week, and with the way that the Panthers are sort of positioned, I think that you could probably just get a little bit more money just betting them straight up the next two weeks, even though... We have seen that line in terms of them against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was at seven when I was doing the show yesterday. Now it's down to three, but I feel like that would be a little bit of a better look rather than trying to take a look at a three to one because there's no other way the Panthers get in other than winning these next two games. Yeah, that's a good situation for the the money line rollover. Or, you know, just playing it playing it that way. You know, uh, I actually do think they're going to get in the playoffs. I think. Uh, we haven't seen what we've seen out of Tampa has just been poor oh. and it's just not, not sustainable. Yeah. I'm in total agreement with you because out of the three divisions that are really still up for grabs, you've got the Jags at minus two twenty five currently a draft Kings, the Titans are at plus one seventy five. just laid it out with the bucks being minus three fifty and Panthers three to one. If you really want to take a shot on the saints, they're 20 to one. I don't think that's going to be coming through, but you got the Bengals at minus two forty five and the Ravens at plus one ninety five, And I think out of those three, the Bucks are the least likely to be able to make the playoffs because you've got the matchup that is going to be happening between these two teams for one. And I think that you're in the same boat as me. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have just been a big giant fade all season long. And other than those comebacks that we've been seeing from Tom Brady as three of their last four wins have come down to Tom Brady engineering last second drives. They haven't been able to win really any games whatsoever. And for three quarters, they look very, very bad. When you're living on the edge like that, sooner or later, it's going to come back to hurt you. And against the Saints and Andy Dalton and against the Cardinals and uh, McSorley, you know, you can get away with that. But I don't know if you can get away with that come playoff time. Granted, you know, the the Panthers aren't necessarily world beaters, but sooner or later, like I said, when you're when you have no margin of error, it comes back to hurt you. Oh, no question about it. And. Let me tell you, he's not going to be winning coach of the year this year. That'd be Todd Bowles, as it's not been going well for them. But I know that you do a great job taking a look at the futures market. And I know that a lot of your tickets, they're going to be very live these next few weeks. It's going to be very dependent upon what we're going to be taking a look at. And our producer, Jason Kahn, actually, in my opinion, has one of the better futures tickets that you're going to be able to find. As he fired in on Kyle Shannon, I believe when it was 40 to 1 for him to be able to win coach of the year. Might have been 50 to 1. I actually do think it was 50 to 1 for him to be able to win coach of the year. That's now down to plus 275. How do you take a look at this market? Because Nick Sirianni, still the favorite at minus 175. And I think that Sirianni is rightfully number one. But with everything that Kyle Shannon has dealt with, dealing with a now number three quarterback having to step in, the 49ers, they were a little bit up and down to begin the season. They've been able to stabilize. I think that they make a good case there. And I do think that Doug Peterson needs a little bit of credit as well. He's currently number three at eight to one. Yeah, I think Peterson deserves some credit. And the case for Sirianni is essentially, you know, their record with Jalen Hurts. And I don't necessarily think that that is the reason just just to give him the coach of the year. Um, you know, typically this award goes for, for is an award for improvement as opposed to, you know, being the coach of the best team. Um, you know, all that said, Kyle Shanahan checks all the boxes, especially back at 50 to one or 40 to one. Um, you know, you get ahead of the move. You you had a, a whole idea and you bet it. And, you know, now if Shanahan wins or if Shanahan, you know, is, is 
based on the last polls I saw, he was within a point and a half voting wise. So um, it's a great spot to be in. I think he's he's a legitimate contender. Um, the case, like I said, the case for Sirianni is just that he's the coach of the, the team with the best record in the, the NFC. And I don't think the voters necessarily see it the, the way the odds do. And here's a little bit of a follow-up question for you, because I know that there are some awards in which you've got well-known polls. Like I still remember NBA MVP last year. ESPN does like a little bit of a straw poll every single year. That's when you saw Nikolai Jokic go from the number two option to Joel Embiid, and then he became a big giant favorite overnight. That was unleashed by ESPN, and boom, market shifted. The polls were absolutely right. Where do you take a look at in terms of some of these things, like coach of the year in terms of the NFL? Because I know that obviously it's a lot of the major markets slash networks that do these, but I always am very curious because I do think that a lot of these, you typically don't want to be like watching a whole bunch of like mainstream sports radio for like hot takes or anything like that. But a lot of these polls, they actually involve the actual voters and you can get a good feel as to the market. Yeah, well, I think one thing with the NFL that's different from other futures markets is that they they tend to be relatively top heavy. Um, you know, the favorites are the favorites for a reason, and they you might have underperformance, but you're always going to have uh, you know Patrick Mahomes and and guys like that uh, contending for the awards. And um, a lot of it's just about the way you approach it too. You know, you you have to just understand that quarterbacks are are always going to beat everybody else. Um, nobody else can really contend for the MVP, but in terms of the uh, the articles and stuff, I think they're very valuable because a lot of the stuff is straightforward. There's, you know, not really a, a, a you know a very complex science behind how these awards are selected. So getting actual feedback from people who work for teams or work from the league or for the league is usually pretty valuable, just so you can kind of see where their head is at versus where you know your numbers are at and it tends to be pretty accurate. Not 100%, but at least it's directionally correct for the most part. I do think so as well, and I think that that is always something that you do want to be taking a look at, being able to get actual polling information from the people that are going to be voting on these awards. I think that that is paramount and something that always should be taking a look at. And I know that you always talk about the MVP market being a little bit top-heavy. Do you think that Justin Jefferson, with what we saw last week and what we've seen out of him the last few weeks, could he perhaps be the one to be able to wreck the apple cart? Because I think that you took a very small position on him at a massive plus price. Yeah, man, I wish I could say he will. Um, the, the last poll I saw, he had like half a point in the MVP first place voting. So, you know, again, if, if we're just basing this off historical stuff, no, he doesn't have a shot. And he'll be lucky to place top three or top five. But I think think with this upcoming game this weekend versus the Packers, the situation reminds me of when Devonta Smith won the Heisman and the whole narrative of the entire season was it's quarterback, it's quarterback, it's going to be a quarterback. You know, he can't win. He can't win. Right up until I forget who he was playing against, but Alabama had a big game and the odds basically shifted in game and the market finally realized that he was going to win the Heisman because he was the best player and, you know, um, that was, that's the only time I've seen that happen in particular. Do I think that can happen with Justin Jefferson this weekend versus the Packers? If, if they win, if he, you know, puts up 200 yards and scores three touchdowns or something outside shot, more, more likely you see his hundred to one or 130 to one number drop to 50 to one or 40 to one or 30 to one. Um, he's still an outside candidate, but, um, 2000 yards 
you know, setting records, it, it's at least something that needs to be considered, especially if he has a monster game this weekend and sets the record in 16 games instead of 17. So um, it's definitely something to throw 10 bucks on or 100 bucks on or whatever. And even it's if he can't win MVP, he might be able to win Offensive Player of the Year. We'll talk about that next with Jason Weingarten here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Watch football with a little bit more on the line by playing for free in the Guinness Time Challenge. Just visit DraftKings.com slash Guinness now. Set up your lineup and watch the action unfold as you play for your share of $115,000 all season long. Guinness made of more terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions they do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by Jason Weingarten. He is the host of the show slash podcast, The Wide World of Weingarten. And I know that we were talking about it with quarterbacks typically being MVP award winners and typically non-quarterbacks. They've got a little bit of a tough time with it. And we were talking about this in relation to Justin Jefferson. And for Justin Jefferson, he's right now finding himself at minus 800 to be the offensive player of the year. Any shot that anyone else can get this award? Because I take a look at Tyreek Hill at 14-1. to I do think that that's intriguing. And then you've got your quarterbacks that are just sort of in the back half of that. But I think that it's very interesting that Justin Jefferson, with his last performance, he was able to put a lot of distance between him and everyone else. And I think the big fear is just you can't have Justin Jefferson get hurt the final two weeks of the year for him to get this done. Yeah, I think I think it's his award. And, you know, again, if you believe what the market's telling you, and, and I typically do in this case at the end of the NFL season, similar to last year when Rodgers won the MVP and uh, Cup won the Offensive Player of the Year, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes and Justin Jefferson this season, most most likely MVP Offensive Player of the Year. And the voters in the market have essentially decided that the MVP is the best quarterback award and the Offensive Player of the Year is the best non-quarterback, you know, award for offensive players. I don't think that's necessarily the the way it should be, but um, you know, it's it's just the way it is and I can't argue with it. So, um Jefferson's probably going to be the offensive player of the year. Absolutely. I do think that that's a little bit of a tough market and as you were alluding to a little bit earlier, maybe throwing a little bit of pizza money on Justin Jefferson he's, if he's able to just go off and have a massive performance against the Green Bay Packers. That could be able to net him the MVP, along with the fact that the Vikings keep finding themselves in close games, and he manages to always have big performances in those close games, i.e. the Buffalo Bills a few weeks ago, this past week as well. But let's take a look at that Vikings versus Packers game, since I know that you've got a little bit of position here with the Packers. They're between a three and three and a half point favorite, depending upon where you look. And the total on this game is 47. And I think it's just so interesting to take a look at this Vikings game because just alluded to it. They're 11 and 0 in one score games. And I do think that there needs to be credit where credit is due for pulling out all these close games. I also think that there needs to be caution that the Vikings, their last win of north of one score, ironically enough, came against these Green Bay Packers in week number one. Where do you stand in terms of this game? Because I think that there's a lot of ways to be able to handicap it. And there's a lot of ways to be able to decipher what the Vikings have slash, well, have not done. 
Vikings don't have a playoff caliber defense. I don't know if it comes down to the scheme or the players or a combination of, you know, mismatched scheme and players, but they're just not getting it done. And um, I, I'm pretty impressed with O'Connell and, and what he's been able to do with Kirk Cousins and Jefferson. And he's come in with a lot of weapons. But uh, the defensive side with Ed Donatel, who I remember as the Packers defensive coordinator in the mid 2000s, he he was just he was terrible back then. And I was shocked when I saw he was getting another opportunity this season. So um, seeing that they're averaging 30 plus points a game on defense or giving up 30 plus points a game does not surprise me in the least bit. It's like some things never change. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I call them I call them retreads, old, old tires. But uh, these these old used tires just keep coming back in the NFL. And Ed Donatel running this this Vikings defense is is not a, a good situation for anybody except people who plan to bet on the over this weekend and people who are betting on the Green Bay Packers because um, you know I hate to say the momentum is on the Packers side with with the wins coming out of the bye week, but uh, you know it's 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 a team that's playing well despite all the injuries right now the Green Bay Packers and. Um, you know, a lot of winning in the NFL and being successful come playoff time is being healthy at the right time. And uh, Green Bay doesn't necessarily fit the fit the picture of, of full health, but they are uh, they're pl- playing well and they're plugging the holes where where needed right now. Yeah, it's been so interesting to take a look at this Packers team all season long, along with the Minnesota Vikings as well. And it's been fascinating to take a look at the Dolphins as well, who have now lost four straight games. And with the Miami Dolphins, I feel like they're now getting exposed for having a little bit of good luck in a relatively easy schedule aside from those two games that they played against the Ravens and the Buffalo Bills, a game in which the Buffalo Bills, they got all sorts of banged up towards back half of that game when the Dolphins were able to make their charge and they were able to get the win. Now we're finding the Patriots in between a two and a half and a three point favorite in this game against Miami with Tua now being a concussion protocol Got to think that he's out for this week. If he plays, it would be quite shocking. And honestly, for his health, probably not necessarily the world's greatest thing there, though this is a betting show, not necessarily one that is here to give out health advice. But that said, where do you stand in terms of Patriots versus Dolphins? Because I think if Miami has to throw out there anyone other than Tua, this could be very, very disastrous. And I think that that is going to be the case. Yeah, I like I like Patriots here. I liked them before Tua was out. Um you know, I was watching the game like most people were yesterday, and I was really surprised those three interceptions in the second half. They were, you know, I don't want to say they were uncharacteristic because Tua does, you know, he can be prone to throwing interceptions, but they were they were just really bad throws. Like, especially the last one, it really stood out to me how how bad of a throw and how much he missed um, on, on some of those, those balls. So um, knowing that he was likely playing the entire second of that game, second half of that game with a concussion, does not surprise me in the least bit. Now that that's been his third concussion of the season, I don't think there's a way he can be back on the field this week or next week or probably even again this season. Um, three in-game concussions is, is a substantial amount to have, you know, across a career or a season even. So, um, you know, I, I think they're going to have to shut him down, and that really hurts the uh, the, the Dolphins, you know, and, and what they could do and, and what they're able to run. Um, you know, I, like I said, I like the Patriots before this news, but I think this is, this is probably what sinks the Dolphins season. And it was, it was going so well for, for a bit. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. You just hope for the health of Tua that he's better, but 
Got to think that he's going to be on the sidelines for the remainder of the season. And I think that it's just so interesting to take a look at this Patriots team with all that they've been going through as well. And do you think that there might be a little bit of life for the Patriots to be able to make the playoffs? Because we were thinking for the longest time that the Dolphins, they're a shoe in to be able to make the postseason. But now one of these teams in terms of the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets, I think one of them has to make the playoffs. And I think that the Patriots might be the lone team that I have a little bit of faith in. Yeah, you know, it's Bill Belichick, so you never really want to count him out. You know, he can do do a lot of things with, with the, the players and the personnel he, he has. Um, I think it's sort of a similar thing to, to what's going on with a bunch of different teams like the Broncos and stuff, where you have one unit, in this case being the, the New England defense, which is significantly superior to the offense. Um, it's just people are questioning if Mac Jones is really the guy long-term, if he's better than a you know, mediocre quarterback and there's only so much you could do. And we've seen that Belichick has limited trust in, uh, in Jones and putting him in situations and, and giving him a long leash. So uh, it's going to be on the defense to really take this, uh, this Patriots team to the playoffs. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit like I, I keep coming back to the jets and thinking the jets have a chance. And I'm, I've been impressed with them as much as, you know, I know the Jets always let everybody down constantly. Yeah, the Jets, it's always interesting with them. And I think the biggest key for them, getting Mike White back out there on the field, because I can't see Zach Wilson being able to make the playoffs. But you know what? If Mike White is out there, I think that there's a little bit of an opportunity there. And I'm not sure if you agree with me on this or not, but I think that this might be a good, really sell high spot on the Rams. We saw the Rams put up 51 points against a Denver Broncos team that they had pretty much quit, but they're going up against a Chargers bunch that look at line on this game was more around eight and eight and a half. Now the Chargers, they're a six half point favorite. Do you think there might be a little bit of value on the Chargers in a perhaps a little bit of a letdown spot for the Rams after they had their massive performance? Maybe the under is a, a better place to start there. Um, I think the Rams played pretty well. I was actually at that game. I was uh, sitting behind the Broncos bench, so I got a front row seat for the implosion and got to see all the players fighting with each other. And <laughs> uh, it was it was pretty clear that that was Hackett's last day um, pretty quickly. But the the Rams they didn't punt all all game yesterday. They they played just pretty high level football for a team that has a lot of backups and in key spots and. Yeah, you're you're definitely looking at would be you're looking at what would be a letdown spot, but you also have the Chargers coming back from a you know a Monday night road game, so you know I don't I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think the Rams are still playing pretty well. Um, didn't look like a team that had quit last week, and uh, Cam Akers, they're going to see what they could do with him and and get him going and you know have him run the ball, so. Um, I'd probably actually take the six six and a half instead of uh, laying it with the Chargers. It should be a fun week of football, and Jason always does a great job taking a look at both the NFL and the futures market on the Wide World of Wine Garden podcast. And coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at a little NBA here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers is here to help you ring in the new year in style as the countdown to 2023 is on, and Bet Online Sportsbook has you covered as. If you join Bet Rivers on both New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, you're able to get some nice boosts. Log into BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app on December 31st, and you'll receive a 22% profit boost. And then log in again on January 1st, 2023 for a 23% profit boost on any qualifying wager. That's right. Celebrate Bet Rivers and get not just one, but two profit boosts as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. First things first, big thanks to Jason Weingarten, who joined me in the last segment, taking a look at all that we're getting in terms of both the futures market and this week in the NFL as the race for the playoffs is on. It certainly is exciting, and we've got a lot of big-time matchups that we're going to be seeing, so great to be able to get Jason aboard. Now we've got to shift things over. We'll hit a little bit of college basketball to wrap up the show in hour number three, but how to be taking a look at the NBA and in terms of the show, just not able to give you as much in terms of NBA picks, just because you're going to notice that if you take a look at the board right now, you've got relatively set numbers for out of the nine games on the card Four, you've got a bunch of games like 
Clippers versus Toronto, the Grizzlies, and the Phoenix Suns. You're able to go down the list where you've got not just injury concerns, but, and I air quotes here, load management, and that makes things very, very murky. But I can tell you right now, we just continue to see time and time again why you probably don't want to be looking as much at a lot of these pregame numbers, and you probably want to be taking a little bit more of a look in-game. We saw it in terms of that Pistons versus Clippers collapse as it was the... It was a circumstance where teams that were down 14 points or more with three minutes or less remaining, they have had two, and I believe the exact number was 12,673. I might have missed one or two games in which there wasn't a comeback, but I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous what we saw there. Clippers, they not just come back to be able to win the game because this is a game that it went to overtime, but the Clippers, they close in a lot of places as a five-and-a-half-point favorite, and... Man, I mean, if if you had the Pistons out there, I'll pour one out for you because, man, that's not good to say the least. And in that game, you saw just a whole bunch of lead changes because the Clippers in that game were up about 14 points with six and a half minutes remaining in the third quarter. And then the Detroit Pistons were up by 14 points with about three minutes remaining in the game. I always say it when it comes to the NBA, the team that you bet on pre-flop, at some point, they're probably going to be up 15 points. And they're probably going to be down 15 points. And that's why you take a look at in-game numbers. Take a look at what, when the team you like is down double figures. You're firing on them. Instead of like laying five and a half with the Clippers, you were able to get either a nice plus money on the money line or you were able to get some points with them and vice versa with the Detroit Pistons. So I do think that that is very important to be doing in terms of the NBA and just the landscape itself has been lending itself to quite a few overs. We saw it on Christmas Day where... I believe that out of the five games, four of them went over the total. We've been seeing a lot of this in general. And if you take a look at the NBA overall this season, 51% of games have won over. You've got a few pushes that are added in there along the way, but you've got 254 overs, 244 unders. And in terms of pushes, I believe that we've got six in total, but we've really been seeing it come about just recently in general. As you take a look at the last 30 days in the NBA, North of 53% of games have went over, and it feels like we're sort of getting into that period in which you, I was talking about it before, not being able to give out a lot due to load management and things like that, and guys sort of go through the motions this time of year, and I do think that it is important to be gauging the teams that are going to be a little bit more motivated, and I do think that now is a very good time to be able to find some of these teams that maybe they've been unexpectedly solid to begin the season, like you had the Utah Jazz. They were able to bust out. They had a very nice start to the season. Now they've been regressing a little bit. Now could be that time in which they try to make a little bit of a push, try to put themselves in good footing going into like mid to late January, going into the All-Star break to where they can legitimately make some noise. Meanwhile, you got other teams that are just all sorts of banged up, and they've once again become fades. Like we're looking at the L.A. Lakers, for instance, one of the best fades in the NBA to begin the season. They then have Anthony Davis, go on an absolute heater, and now without him, life without Anthony Davis, it has not been good to say the least. Four straight losses for the LA Lakers, and all of them have been non-covers, and if you want to date it back, that game that they won against the Washington Wizards, that was a non-cover as well, so it's been a really rough stretch for the LA Lakers, and I think that we're back into that sort of vector of the LA Lakers being one of the most fadeable teams in the NBA, because 
on the LA Lakers. They still do have a little bit of star appeal and sizzle. I mean, they've been dealing with injuries. LeBron James, he's now dealing with a little bit of an ankle. Should probably be good to go for the Tuesday game against the Magic. And we're going to be talking about this a little bit more in hour number three, trying to dive into a few more games as Tanner Kern, who does a great job with the Fade the Public podcast, he is going to be joining me to take a look at this. And he's also got a little bit of a MVP futures play as well, which take a look at that award. It is very much based on, for lack of a better term, attendance guys that are out there on the court. I always call it the attendance award of the NBA because typically with the NBA, it does go to just the guy that in general is able to suit it up. We've seen that with Nikolai Jokic the last two seasons, but I do think that taking a look at this landscape of the NBA, it is going to lead itself to being a relatively good underdog look and just something that I keep going back to. I have no idea how it's been happening this year, but perhaps we should be taking a look at home home court with a little bit more of a different light as well because in the last 30 days in the NBA, we have been noticing home teams being on an absolute heater, covering 54.5% of games and overall for the season. Home court advantage has been meaningful. If you've done absolutely nothing but bet the home team in the NBA on the spread pre-flop, you're getting 53.6%. 263, 228, and 13. And I remember just looking at the playoffs two seasons ago in that like Bucks versus Suns series where we had that going on. The home team had a very massive advantage in darn near all those games. That was very, very prevalent. And I think that it's really coming to the forefront now because we always associate it more with my more field of expertise in college basketball where you want to be taking a look at these home courts just a little bit differently. We're really seeing that much more in the NBA as well. So I do think that that's a little bit of a big takeaway that I've been having with this NBA season. And I do think that in terms of the futures market as well, the New Orleans Pelicans, they do deserve a little bit more credit as they were able to pull off yet another win, yet another cover against the Indiana Pacers. And this bunch does have all the goods because you take a look at a lot of these teams that have been able to make big runs in the playoffs. You typically don't need three superstars, but in my opinion, you need to have at least two. And I would consider C.J. McCollum and Zion Williamson to be a star-studded, I guess you could call it, duo with McCollum. He's done a great job doling out the ball all season long. We all know that he's a walking bucket from three-point range. He's able to stuff the stat sheet. And Zion Williamson, he's become must-see TV, and he's been able to stay healthy. Now, that is the biggest if that you've got with the New Orleans Pelicans. That would be the health, but... I really like these teams that have been able to build themselves from the ground up. And we've been noticing this with the teams that have been able to win these titles. Other than really that LeBron James late in Miami Heat team, it has not necessarily been the teams that have been trading for a lot of guys over the last 10 or so years that have been able to get the job done and have really been able to win these titles. It's been more of these homegrown teams. We saw it with the Milwaukee Bucks two years ago. And as much as you don't want to say with the Golden State Warriors, they've done a really good job of drafting throughout the years. And the New Orleans Pelicans, they have very much benefited from trading away Anthony Davis. You take a look at some of the guys that they brought in, like Herbert Jones, Trey Trey Murphy, who's been really good from three-point range coming in from Virginia a couple years ago. Heck, the guy that I really like for this team is Jose Alvarado. Not a guy that's going to give you a lot of scoring, but he's sort of that energizer bunny out there on the perimeter, doing a great job being able to generate some steals. He'll give you a few assists. These are the guys that help win championships, and the New Orleans Pelicans, they've got that. Now, when it comes down to, like, playoff time, they're going to need to shorten up the bench a little bit. They're probably going to be giving fewer minutes to guys like, say, Larry Nance, Najee Marshall, guys of this nature, but 
still, they've got a really good, a really deep team and a team that is very unselfish as they're one of the best facilitation teams in the NBA. And I do think that that is something that is going to be a mainstay for what has been really a Western Conference that it feels like it's all sorts of wide open. I don't think that we should be burying teams like the Golden State Warriors quite yet, but until they're able to win any sort of a game on the road, let alone against good teams, it's a team that it's been very fascinating to take a look at them and they just seem to be a little bit banged up they seem to be a little bit out of sorts this year and I do think that a 30 game sample size is something that should not be taken lightly even though a lot of people they always say that the NBA season it does begin after Christmas and something that is always on here we give one out every single hour on this show it is pro tips vcin.com slash subscribe for all these and it was something that I was talking about Jason Weingarten if you're looking this late in the NFL season at the futures market in terms of teams to be able to win the division, make the playoffs, what have you, you might want to veer away from a future itself and instead either do money line rollovers on these next two games that we're going to be seeing and or just take a look at individual matchups because we've got a lot of divisional matchups like Panthers versus Bucks that'll go a long way in deciding that division and coming in next, we're going to try to help you decide on some college basketball bets for this Tuesday here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart.